This podcast utilizes AI-generated text-to-speech for narration. For further information on why we do this, please listen to the episode titled, Why We Use AI Narration. In a world where a chef trades the sizzle of saute pans for the power of the pen, comes a captivating journey of tales and emotions. Welcome to Pan to Pen, a storytelling podcast crafted by Tate Basildon, a private chef and aspiring memoir author. Every other Wednesday, unlock the door to a realm where emotions run deep and connections unfold. Tate writes, produces, and edits this unique podcast, bringing you stories straight from the heart. The magic of the storytelling is enhanced with the use of cutting-edge AI text-to-speech technology. Today's tale takes us into the heart of a culinary storm, where a broken sauce becomes the catalyst for a high-stakes confrontation in the unforgiving realm of the fish kitchen. Join me as we navigate through the kitchen's heat, the pressure of perfection, and the unexpected twist that transforms a culinary disaster into a triumph. As I gazed into the pot of burr rouge sauce, my heart sank. The once velvety emulsion of shallots, vinegar, wine, and butter had suddenly broken, leaving a pool of greasy fats and watery liquids in its wake. It had been a perfect sauce just moments ago, but now it lay ruined before me. My heart sank as I realized that the sauce had broken. I frantically searched for a solution, my mind racing with various ideas. Perhaps there was a way to fix this culinary disaster. Trying to play it cool, I continued to stir the pot, hoping that I would come up with a solution. As I stirred, I felt a sense of panic rising within me. I couldn't decide whether to seek help from other students or tell the chef about the broken sauce. The aroma of the sauce, which had once been so enticing, now only added to my anxiety. As the clock ticked towards lunchtime, the anticipation and tension in the air grew thicker. The doors to the fish kitchen, where I and other culinary students worked, would soon swing open, and we would be met with the most demanding crowd of the day, approximately 75 students all of whom were self-proclaimed culinary experts and the most critical clients to serve. It was a high-pressure situation as we had to serve all of them in less than 20 minutes, making it challenging to meet their high expectations. I was frozen before the pan, with its once velvety and smooth texture now transformed into a lumpy mess. An unappetizing shade of brown replaced its vibrant red hue. As I stood there, I could already imagine the gossip spreading like wildfire through the prestigious halls of the school, tarnishing my reputation in an instant. Until that day, I proudly maintained a 4.5 grade point average, but now I would be known as the court jester who served sauceless fish to everyone. During my time in culinary school, the kitchen that I dreaded the most was the fish kitchen, which a chef instructor with a military background managed. He was known for being tough on his students, and even the most experienced ones who had worked in some of the world's most famous kitchens and with renowned chefs around the globe would often cry. Unlike my fellow students, I was the only one with no experience in a commercial kitchen. Before attending the culinary school, I was a private chef for nine years. I recall hearing horror stories from my fellow students about the chefs they had worked with in the past. Nothing instilled as much foreboding and fear in all the students as the stories of the students ahead of us who had already gone through the fish kitchen. The chef instructor was notorious for his aggressive behavior. He would often shout at the top of his lungs and get very close to the person's face if they made a mistake. 
It was even rumored that he once threw a plate against the wall in frustration when a student did a sloppy job with the plating. Now, here I was, on my first day in his class, and I ruined the sauce for the main dish. I knew he was going to scream at me and try to make me feel as small as possible. He had already yelled at one of the female students not even an hour into the class. It was pathetic to watch how he belittled her, a running theme with the female students during my time at culinary school in general. Seeing her reduced to tears as he tore into her because she did not know the answer to a question angered me. But the rest of us did nothing and stayed silent, not even looking at her or each other. We did not stand up for her, defend, or support her. We all allowed him to be who we expected him to be and who he intended to be. I turned to locate him and saw his furious glare behind me. His face was flushed with a deep shade of red, and sweat beads trickled down his forehead. He stood there, transfixed, with his eyes locked onto the pan as if trying to solve a complex puzzle. A sudden hush fell over the bustling kitchen as if a switch had been flipped. The once lively chatter and clanging of pots and pans ceased, replaced with an eerie silence. It was clear that something was amiss, and all eyes were on me and my station. My heart raced as I scanned the faces of my colleagues, searching for any indication of what was happening. Fear, palpable and thick, seemed to emanate from every corner of the room, and I couldn't help but wonder what was coming next. The sauce broke, chef, I admitted, breaking the tense silence. He glared at me, then at the sauce, and then checked the clock, realizing lunch service was only fifteen minutes away. Tell me, what is your name again? It's Tate. Well, Tate, you're a worthless idiot. You call yourself a chef? I should fail you right here and now. My stepfather served in the army, so I was familiar with the intimidation tactics the instructor was trying to use on me. My stepfather would use those maneuvers when he tried to exercise whatever power he thought he had. But I learned not to allow it. I learned to stand up to him and defend my integrity because I eventually realized that deep down, any alpha personality that tries to intimidate you is, in reality, intimidated and threatened by you. They are attempting to get you to look inferior to them so they can feel superior. I had a choice. Let him intimidate me or stand up to him and end it. I looked over at my fellow student who was belittled at the start of class, her eyes still red and puffy, and saw her fear for me. I knew I had to put an end to this today. No, stop right there, I demanded. Not at all, chef. You do not speak to me or any of us like that. Understand, we do not work for you. You work for us. We pay this school to have you teach us to cook, a job you obviously cannot accomplish. If you were any good as a chef and an even better teacher, you would have properly demonstrated to the class and me how to make this sauce on a large scale without breaking it. So I did not fail here today, you did, and miserably, as a chef instructor. So take that attitude, put it away, and do what you're paid to do. Teach. Be a teacher, and show us how to repair this sauce. The kitchen became so quiet that a water droplet falling into the sink could be heard. No one was cooking, stirring, flipping, or slicing anything. All eyes were fixed on me, waiting to see my face pushed into the hot, broken sauce. The chef stood motionless, his face flushed while his breathing echoed in the silent room. He slowly turned to face the other students, staring at the tense situation. He wiped his forehead with the towel that was tucked into his belt. I apologize. I was shocked. I expected him to, at minimum, throw me out of his class. But realistically, 
I expected some verbal abuse that involved my wiping his drool away from my face. He sadly turned to face his class and apologized for not being at his best. He acknowledged that I was correct in my assertion that he had failed as a teacher by not adequately demonstrating how to make the sauce in large quantities without breaking it. He then invited the entire class to gather around my station, and with a calm and patient demeanor, he slowly showed us how to fix the sauce. With a steady hand, he added the necessary ingredients to restore the emulsion. When he was done, he dipped his testing spoon into the hot liquid, tasted it, and closed his eyes as if savoring a rare delicacy. Tate, your sauce is perfectly seasoned. Great job. He squeezed my shoulder and went on to other students to taste test their work. I had a great rapport with the chef for the rest of that particular class. He was amiable, cracking jokes with us and treating everyone fairly. He did not shout or scold anyone. I wish I could say that standing up to the chef changed him. Unfortunately, when my group moved on from his kitchen to our next class, we learned that he immediately returned to his old ways of shouting and belittling his students. Luckily, I was never known as the student who ruined lunch service, but I was remembered as the one who stood up to the most feared chef instructor and successfully tamed him, if only for a brief time. And there you have it, a journey through the crucible of the fish kitchen, where a sauce, once shattered, became the canvas for resilience and courage. Before we part ways, I leave you with a challenge. As you go about your day, consider the power dynamics at play in the story. How did one courageous act challenge the norm and reshape the entire kitchen dynamic? Reflect on moments in your life where standing up for yourself or others has significantly impacted the outcome. Human interaction is complex. Sometimes, our steps can lead to unexpected harmonies. Share your reflections with us on Tate's website. A link is provided in the show notes. Your stories might inspire others to find their voice in adversity. Until next time, remember that every broken sauce has the potential to be mended, and every challenge is an opportunity to redefine the narrative. Thank you for being a part of the Panda Pen community. Please rate, review, and follow us. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family. If you enjoyed this story and wish access to the transcript or have any comments, you can find links in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. We wish you all the best. And until we meet again, remember, stories never end. They only take a break. Until next time, keep the tales alive. Pan to Pen, where a chef trades the sizzle of pans for the power of the pen, is written, produced, and edited by Tate Basildon, who holds the copyright herein. Mm -hmm.